Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Really, Riley? Are you ready? This is the Really Riley Podcast. Well, hey, beloveds. Welcome back to Really Riley, my little corner of the world where I always talk about all things real, all things Riley, and I like to definitely just keep it 100 with you guys, as always. If you're new to this here podcast, this is the space where I just talk about motherhood, I talk about friendships, I talk about manifestation, I talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly, and sometimes I have you guys going, really, Riley? So, hence the name. Um... But today I am super excited to have this guest on the show because this is a person whom I've known for a really long time. Um, he knows just about every single thing about me. Actually, maybe even some of the things that you guys don't know, and I'm not sure I want him to reveal, but we'll see. Um, yeah, this is a person that I feel like I'm kind of nervous, you guys. And if you, if you want to know why that is, because I'm never nervous talking to you. Y'all are my friends and my family. Whew. Uh, this is a person I wasn't exactly sure I would ever speak to again. I wasn't exactly sure that we would speak on any kind of airwaves ever again together. But once upon a time, this person and I made some serious magic in one of my favorite places in the entire world. Some of you guys know this person. Some of you guys know this dream team that was. So without further ado, I am going to introduce, reintroduce, whatever. On the show today, one of my really, really, really good friends is Mr. Brett Mega. Hi, Bratley. Do you want me to just instantly start sharing stories that I'm not supposed to share? Or? <laughs> don't, because I can think of one that you're already going to go there. I, you know what? Let me guess. Let me guess what one is on the top of your head. Go ahead. It's at a music festival and Lord was playing. Yes. I knew it. Okay, go ahead. Share. Go ahead. Just go ahead. Well, it's fine. That is the funniest. It always pops up in my time hop, and I always send it to you. You're just wasted. I'm wasted, and y'all know I don't drink anymore. So this was this yes. is this is rare form for Riley. Yeah, wasted at a music festival, <laughs> dancing into the camera, and then acting like like you were on your own music video. Uh huh. At Music Midtown. Music Midtown. Okay, so you guys, if you are not catching on to it yet, if you're not one of the OG Atlanta fans, <laughs> Brett and I, with another, uh, well, Scotty, you know, Brett, Scotty, yeah. and I used to do a show in Atlanta, and we, dare I say, killed it, right? Um, yeah. But that show is no longer. We won't go there with all of that business, but we were a very, very, very powerful trio. Of that trio, two of us speak today. Um, well, three of us do, and some of us don't. I no longer speak to Scotty. All the blessings, you know, just sometimes friendships don't. Sure. Don't pan out over the years. And the reason that I say that is no shade to Scotty at all because I think he's one of the most talented mofos in the business. I think, you know, I, blew, I wish him all of the best. And who knows, maybe we will someday. But the two out of that trio that I, you know, the, the friendship that I kept was Brett. But when I introed the podcast and said I was nervous because I wasn't sure that I would ever speak to this person, you, Brett, ever again, was because after the falling out of our show, after the show became no more, um, we had a little bump, if you will. Power Morning Show, Scotty, Kay, Riley, and Brett. And we were there for, what, three, two, three years, Brett? Two years. Two years, I think. And two years. in that two years, I was there for three but yes, yes. in that two years, 
we created some mystical kind of magic of radio. And I don't mean to say that being pompous. We just did. You know, we had yeah. ratings galore. We had so many things that we did with the community. We had so many ups and downs. And I also gave birth to my first son in that time. And Brett actually was the third ever person to hold Lyric. I have this picture of him where Lyric is the tiniest little thing. And it's so cute because he's giving a kiss on the forehead. I'm just basically giving you the backstory of how really close we were at that time. But then I was also the, I think I was the first person who told you were pregnant. You called me hysterical, freaking out because you had just taken the pregnancy test. So the, so the moment you took a pregnancy test, the very first phone call you made was to me at that time. Oh my God. I forgot. Yeah. Full bodies, goosebumps. Wow. Which is, that's how close we were. Um, Like, yeah, family wasn't the first call. Uh, sorry if that was weird, <laughs> but yeah, it was the no. first phone call. And then it, we, and like you said, and in, in any like relationship ups and downs, we got into a, like a weird space um, so, where you didn't know, like we would be friends again. Right. So yes, I like, I'm still blown away by that second that you just told me about me calling <laughs> because now I'm replaying that call in my I head. Thought, I mean, there's like more stories. I know, I know the story we're going to cover here about just friendship surviving huge blowups, right? Like, absolutely. Because we get to a weird place into our friendship where Riley was at my wedding, but wasn't at my wedding. <laughs> and <laughs> um, so like almost like an uninvited, uninvited someone to the wedding and surviving that type of, absolutely that type of moment, that type of moment in your, your friendship. But w- that, that backstory I think is so important as we were at a place where when you were probably at your, most excited slash scared because there's probably a lot of mixed emotions. Freaked out. Uh, Freaked out. Yeah. You picked up the phone and called me and uh, I'm sure you've talked a lot about lyrics story. And so it's like, this is the reason that, Oh God, I still have such goosebumps. Like when you say that to me, it's just so indicative of who we were as friends because whenever we had troubles in the show, Brett and I would always go take water breaks. I'd be like, Brett, I need a water break. And it was basically just me just bitching and crying or whatever. Like Brett was always the person that I could go to when I was feeling insecure or I needed to vent. Like a lot of you guys have heard me talk on air on my most recent radio show and on this podcast, actually, like when we did ask Riley, one of you guys said like, what's the best piece of advice you've ever gotten? And it was Brett that gave me that advice. He was saying to me one day when I was just bawling over something, I don't even know what, that I was like, I'll never be happy. I'll never get what I want in life. And he was like, choose happy, Riley. Like you have to choose it. It's a choice. And I remember being like, I want to flip and smack the crap out of you. Like, Shh, what do you mean? You live that. Like, and, 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 but it's, not, it's a credo that I live by nowadays. And also the Riley MFing couture, that was he was responsible for this one too because we were getting ready to go on stage at Jingle Ball and I was scared out of my stilettos. Like, ugh, I was freaking the F out. He took me aside and he was like, Riley, you're Riley mother, blah, 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 couture, you get out there. And, and, and side note, any of y'all that know me well, no, no, nobody yells at me like that. Like nobody, but Brett. So here's where it gets a little bumpy and sticky, I guess. Sure. For me, and this is very, like, I'm slowing down a tad because this is something we've never actually really got into. Like, we've never no. actually <laughs> gotten in the meat of this one. So forgive me if I'm a tad nervous. But Brett was in the midst of getting married when our show got dissolved. And I ended up being one that they kept. 
I stayed for a little while. Um, and then, you know, a couple months into that, I left to go to the cane show. Um, but you were planning your wedding throughout and Scotty, um, our host was in the wedding as one of your groomsmen. And I had already planned my trip to go because obviously you invited me like months before we didn't know the show was going to get blown up. And sorry, this freaks me out a little bit. Um, Brett called me one afternoon and said that he thought the it was best for everyone or something like that if maybe I didn't go. Yeah, so February 25th, we got fired. Oh, you remember the exact dates? I think I blocked it out. Man, when you get fired, you, <laughs> you and you get fired the same month that you like went number one in the ratings, and you start to remember those dates, and they oh, stand I, out. I know so, now. Yeah, now you know. Now you right remember. There with I, remember. You, I know now. <laughs> um, so February 25th, we got fired. I got married April 23rd. So less than two <sighs> months out from getting married. Um, I find out I don't have a job. Probably going to be unemployed on my wedding day. I was unemployed on my wedding day. And so it's very, so everyone understands how my wedding was. It was a destination wedding in St. Lucia. Mm-hmm. And there was 36 people there were supposed to be probably 38 people, 37 people there with Riley. And so it was really small, super intimate, small group of people. Mm-hmm. Uh, One big part of the backstory too, that some of you guys listening to this don't really know if you're not like fans of our former show is that Scott or Scotty, sorry, Brett and Katie have been together since high school yep. and they lived apart. She was in Dublin for a while studying abroad, yep. right? Seven and, years long distance. And yeah. it was like, this was the first market that you guys been in like together, except for Memphis, like Yeah, we lived in Memphis for a year and and then then we went to Atlanta. Yeah. And we all loved Atlanta. So this was a big, fat freaking blow. And God, I don't know what that would have felt like to like have this happen during your wedding. As a matter of fact, I thought of you during my wedding. I was like, please, God, if I get fired, like not, please not during the wedding. Um, Right. So, yeah, it was like the scariest and happiest, you know, moment of my life, this wedding day. And so there was a small, intimate group of people going on a small vacation basically together. We were going to spend four days in St. Lucia together. And um, my wife was obsessed with Atlanta. She loved it for some reason. I don't know if it's because of the city. I don't know if it's because of the magic we were doing on the radio, how immersed we were into the community. The Georgia is just a beautiful state in general. Um, I think it was all of it. I don't know if it's because like this first time we actually lived and felt like someplace felt like home. Mm -hmm. So like everything about Atlanta felt right like coming into that year everything felt right like we could tell the show had gone through like roller coaster of what shows go through right the shows are emotional like (laughs) there's passion that goes through shows but we knew that we were doing quality radio we knew that the community was embracing us you could see the ratings start to climb and i'll remember after us yeah two days were named after us in that city Mm -hmm. and so and i'll never forget this conversation i had with this guy knox he was like our promotions director he pissed me off because he said to me that you will never beat the bird show Hmm. it'll take you 20 years you'll be in atlanta you can never beat the bird show and within two years our ratings like we were number one and Bert was number two and Bert was number one. We were number two. We we were, we were, we were fighting with him less than two years. in. so we knew something special. Everything around us was special. And so I didn't think I knew that there was like a disagreement and what we saw coming out of the radio and what corporate saw coming out of the radio. But I thought there's no way we won't be in Atlanta. We were going to sign a contract. I was going to get a deal. 
I'm going to get married. Like my life was coming together. And then on February 25th, it felt like I hit a brick wall. Like the show I was doing was no longer a show anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm two months out from my wedding and I don't even know how I'm going to pay for it. I don't even know where my next paycheck's going to come from. And I'll never forget um, the text message I got the very first show that Riley did. I think it was the day after we got fired or the day before we got fired and we had to go into the meeting or whatever. Um, Riley was on the air by herself without us and didn't mention our names. And my wife was driving to work and I saved that text message. And she said, Riley, I, she used to have like a 40 minute commute. And she's like, I've been on, been listening to Riley on the air for 40 minutes, not a single mention of your name. It just hit me what is happening with our lives. And I just pulled over and started to cry. And she just started bawling. And it's like seeing her in pain is like my world's like, it's my biggest fear. Like I don't want to ever see her shattered. She never told me that. (laughs) And so like I, at that moment, I knew that like everything about the connection to the show, the connection to that city, because I knew I was going to have to move because that's what you do in radio. You just pick up and you move cities if you lose your job. Like I moved around. And I was like, oh shit, it's all changing. And so, yeah, I did have to have a, a challenging conversation with you. And it's you're right. We've never talked about, like Riley and I had a conversation, had like a very emotional conversation when I asked her. Oh, hey, it wasn't I think, pretty. You're being nice. It was Yeah, like, it was, wasn't pretty. It was, yeah, we were, it was very rarely, like, you know that I'm a spicy ass and I was even spicier then. I, yeah. It was the first time I really got really frank with you because I had, yeah. I didn't know any of this. And I think that you were trying to shield my opinion of whatever, like maybe Katie or whatever it was. Yeah. And I was thinking it was because, you know, it's no bones. And if he were listening to this, Scott, you know, like we didn't always see eye to eye. Most sure, of the time yeah. we didn't. Brett and I were usually the ones that could like, you know, be there with each other. And I was assuming it was that. And although I understand now, because trust and believe I wouldn't be speaking or doing this right now if I didn't. At the time, I had just had a baby. He was five months old. I'd spent all this money to go there. I'd, I'd spent money to bring my mom and my sister in with the baby. I'd planned all of it. My best friend at the time had a ticket. We were like ready to go. Yeah. And I remember saying to him, I was like, you're wrong. I remember saying to you being like, this is wrong what you're doing. This is wrong. And I don't like, I, I get a little like misty-eyed when I talk about it because I remember when the show broke up, I remember like, I remember feeling that same way, like crying and being like, fuck, like, no, like this isn't allowed to break up. Like these, I considered you like someone, my closest. And yeah, when you guys like got let go and you left the building that day, I remember chasing you guys out to the car in the parking lot yes, right next to it. And I remember sitting in the car with you and I remember thinking like, no, like this is, I felt like this was happening to me too. And the day that I did the show without you, our um, intern producer or whatever, Moran was there. And I remember after I found out that you got fired, like when I got the email right after you guys left, I just dropped to my knees. And I remember Moran, he's a very tall like guy. He's, you know, dreads and like very deep voice. I remember he picked me up and he held me and he was like, oh my God, Riley. So this does up a lot of shit right now. <laughs> Um, but I remember feeling that too. And I remember really wanting to be like 
so happy for you on your wedding and I didn't want to go, but I did. And I um, tried my damnedest to stay away. I really did as much as it didn't look like that. Um, But we were like three rooms down from each other. Like I could actually hear you guys talking from our room and uh, it was hard to be there without actually being there like with you guys because like I understood why sort of kind of like you wouldn't want me there and I went through all these possible scenarios and of course my mom was like you just just go you deserve this vacation I was like okay I'm just gonna go and try to stay away yeah and uh, like I got there and I remember being like okay it's my first like mom vacation but I remember being so sad and I remember like I don't want to be like this stick in the mud but the first time I saw you uh, like I left the room and my best friend was there and I was like shaking because I wanted to be like happy, but I wanted to get away from you because I didn't want to, like, I didn't want to, you know what I mean? No, no, I didn't want yeah, to yeah. take away. Like I knew that you guys didn't want me there or whatever the wordage for that was. Sure. Yeah. yeah. And Lord help me, Jesus. Um, out comes your mom. Oh yeah. Of the room and. I had met her before in Chicago and I'd been in her home and, you know, we were all that close like that. Uh, at least me and you were. Yeah. And I, I don't, some, I know that a lot of, a lot of you guys don't uh, know this listening to the really Riley podcast, but Brett's mom is no longer with us. And, um, I remember seeing her and she was really excited to see me and I wanted to run away at that point. I wanted to run so fucking far away because I was like, why did I do this? Why am I here? Like, what, what have I done? Like, this isn't okay. So then I remember planning like excursions and, you know, like, cause I remember, Oh, let me back up. Like my best friend at the time, I started crying, bawling. And she's like, stop crying, crying all over Brett. And I was like, and you're yeah, like, yes, thank you. And I was like, all right, fine. <laughs> then later on that night, as we're trying to hide out, I saw Katie at the pool and mm. she was as sweet as ever. You know, Katie and I always got along. I always I call her Katie Bell. You know, yeah. and that was really it for most of the time that I saw you. Um, we did our like excursions and we, you know, did everything separately, which actually like, we all kind of did the same ones. Yeah. But we just kind of yeah. did it like in different. We're an all-inclusive resort. Yeah, like, yeah, like everyone kind of does the same thing. Everyone goes zip lining and does those mud baths. And yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then I ended up hooking up with a random Englishman at your wedding. <laughs> yeah. So I was going to say you had, you had fun at the wedding too, by uh, the way. Like, I'm married now. We can't. No, 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 no. Okay. Not... See, I told y'all he's got skeletons. Maybe. Um, but like the only other thing that I remember like being like in the, in the time is that I heard him announce, I heard that person announce Mr. and Mrs. Brett Mega. Like I was not far. And I remember feeling like so exhilarated for you. And so just like inside. It's uh, what's, what's crazy though about like friendship like that, like, you know, surviving those things is like, you weren't, you were, you were right. You know, like I, I felt like when you're like, Oh, Brett, you're wrong for doing this. It's like you, yeah, I was wrong, but like, you know, what's you know, what's interesting though, is like, I was wrong. And I know that because I know where I'm at in my life now, but if I went back, given the same information that I had at that moment, I probably would make the same decision. Yeah. 
you know, and that, and that's kind of how life works, you know, like you grow and you mature and, and, and it takes a level of maturity and a level of trust and friendship and, and understanding and empathy even to, to forgive someone like you did for me doing what I did. But like, all like like the, your wedding, if like most people like forget what it feels like to get married, like you eventually get like 10, 15 years down, like, oh, I was the happiest day of my life. It was, and you remember these like pockets, but going up until that moment, you're stressed, you're nervous. And, and all your, the only conversation I feel like the people have on their wedding day is like future. Like, oh man, we're going to, we're building a future together. We're building a family. And all I kept thinking in my life was my life feels so uncertain. I don't know where my future lies. And, and you just as a person in general, like you're a star anywhere you go, like you light up a room everywhere you go, like all eyes are on you. You had this fire, fiery red hair, like you stood out. And this is a small intimate group of people of 36 of my closest friends and family. And I was terrified that all my wife would see, or all I would see is look out into Mm -hmm. the crowd of people, see someone who is a star and see someone glowing and see someone with this red hair. And all it would be is a reminder of what just happened less than two months ago. And I didn't want to feel like I wasn't capable of being a husband or providing for my wife on my wedding day. Uh, I was, you know, like, that's like the worst feeling in the world as a, as a husband, I think is like, I remember having a conversation with her dad and going, I have no idea how I'm going to take care of your daughter, but I'm going to take care of your daughter. So, and so I just didn't want that reminder. And I didn't want my wife to be reminded of it. Um, writer. I, I honestly think like now I've grown and matured and realized that like life throws you curveballs all the time. Like, as I'm talking to you right now, you're unemployed. Like you're going to be fine. I, yeah. I'm fine. I, you know, but like when you're in that moment and you've had those moments probably now, you're like, you feel like, Every nothing's going to be fine. You feel like everything is going and you don't want any reminder. You probably don't want to see the people that fired you or anyone you worked with probably until you've processed it or in a better place. Hold on. Here's something (laughs) funny though. Do you remember that choose happy girl before she actually decided to choose happy? (laughs) It's something that I learned from you, Brett, honestly, because I, I think since then you've, had conversations with me and I've heard you been like, whoa, like who the fuck is this girl that I'm talking Mm -hmm. to? Because this was not the woe is me that I knew so well seven years ago. And like when I hear you say you're wrong, I am almost like wanting to like pull it back and not allow you to say that because if you were to do it over, I would have want you to do the same thing because now that I am married and have gone through my wedding, I, you know me, I was the princess. I wanted that my whole life. I wanted that more than anything. It was my, the pinnacle of my whole thing. And in thinking of it, I understand. I do. Like I, a lot of people, family, friends were like, fuck Brett, fuck that. Cause they knew that, you know, me and Scotty had our issues again, no shade at all. You know, like we both had our reasonings for that, you know, and it's water in the bridge now, but with you, it was like I was so close. You were my like person or whatever. You're like my little brother. Yeah. You're like literally my brother. And I had so many people being like, fuck him, blah, 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 blah. And I remember telling people, being like, no, I'm not going to hear that because I knew there was a reason. And if Katie, Katie was the reason, Katie's your life. Like, and I don't even say that like in jest, like, oh, she's your wife. You're like, no, no, no. You literally have grown up together. Like your whole world has pivoted around your love 
for that woman. It's funny because when I was thinking about doing this podcast, I was trying to think who you were then as Brett then and who you are now. Obviously, you're a dad again. Again, yeah. I'm a mom again. You're a dad <laughs> the first time, which is like the coolest thing to watch you go through, you know, via the intro Instagram. But you've always been that person. You've always been like that nurturer. You've always been the one to like be the rock and hold on to people. And it was like you were just a person that came within my life that I was like, I'm not going to let go of that easily. And you know, I have been through the doozies of roads of people that have hurt me and caused me trauma. And I was like, this just isn't him. Yeah, it was me trying to protect the people and protect the narrative that I could. Like when you go and, you know, like, especially in our industry, I felt like a lot of the conversation was going to be about that. Like they would see you, yeah. Oh, you're still on the radio in Atlanta. Why did Brett get fired? And you didn't, why did this happen? And like, I'm like, I just don't want for these four days. I just want that world to not exist. When I come back from this wedding and this paradise, I will deal with that mess. Mm -hmm. But for four days, that mess doesn't exist to me. Um, it, none of that exists to me. These people um, outside, anyone outside of this 36 people don't exist to me. Mm -hmm. um, and I like, again, I'm more mature now and probably realize that like you didn't represent that, but I, I was so protective of what if, what if it does? And I, I just didn't want, I, I felt like I had ruined everything. Like, right. I lost my job. Oh my We're going to have to move. Like, like how, how do I at least protect this how do i be protective of it and it is one of the most un i'm one of those people that are comfortable being uncomfortable so like that was one of the most uncomfortable conversations you can ever have yeah, that, that but i'm not someone fun. who's going to run from those conversations when i knew that it, these are the people i need to protect we had it out you know over the phone i was sitting in the amc parking lot <laughs> in minings atlanta i remember like sitting there and you were yelling at me and oh, i'm on I the phone mad. with you having this conversation but that was the first time I'd ever yelled at you, honestly. Yeah, you were pissed. I was obviously, mad. understandably so. But it was like hurt, though. It was hurt. Like, yeah, it was, pissed isn't the right word. So I was hurt. Yes. I mean, I was like, I went through just these waves of it, but it's like you're one of these people. Like, and I've always said this about myself. Once you're in here in my heart, it's really hard for me to cut you out. It's yeah, yeah. You will be true. in there forever. You will have a piece of it, no matter how shitty you are. You'll be in there forever. And you were just one that I was like, no, oh, like, ugh, like we were people that fought through adversity of like being in a new city and we fought for you to be not we because I was kind of just always like yeah Brett's on the show and you know it was like a situation where there was so much turmoil and strife and I have learned so much from that situation and I have always said like the mark of a true friendship is when you can go through all that crap and be able to be respectful on the other side of it and still love each other and still be friends or even respect at the bottom level of it because yeah i i think it shows a level of maturity to you too and it shows you your heart like you know most people just cut people off like oh he hurt you mm -hmm. and that think like okay where is he coming from because i think that's the hardest thing to do nowadays i mean i, I feel I'll do like that for everybody sir but like well, that's was, most people just see it from their own perspective. Yeah. Like, how how could you, you know, that hurt you. Obviously it hurt you, but then you would, did what other people don't do is you go, hey, I'm going to look at it from someone else's perspective. Where is he coming from? And and then we also gave each other time. Like, we would stay in communication, but we gave each other time to process and grieve. And then 
you allow your friendship to heal. Yeah, because I think it was um, like, because I remember seeing you at boot camp that next year, and I think that was not mm-hmm. that long after. I think it was like a year, not even. Because I only I, I missed boot camp the first year. Oh, so maybe we got rehired back in August after we got okay. fired in February, and so I missed boot camp. So it was like a year and a half. Because I was trying to think the last time I saw you before that. Because I remember even with all of this, I did see you before after before you left Atlanta, and I remember bringing Lyric over there. He was tiny oh, yeah. and he was yeah. playing around with some ball in your empty apartment. And I was just saying goodbye. And I remember, yeah. Oh, I can still see your face. I think you were wearing that freaking cookie sweatshirt that you always wear. <laughs> so I, think I got you. You got me. That yeah. blue one with the cookie monster on it. Yeah. Uh, look at you. Yeah. And I remember driving away. It was like some, it would take my breath away. I could like hear it in my head. Like, this, like big <laughs> scene, this big cheesy ass, like movie. Like I'm never going to yeah. see him again. Literally, I literally did not think past that. Like, we said our goodbyes. We were very nice to each other. Like, I was devastated. But I think it's, like, just a really true testament that if you're mature enough to mm-hmm. get your ish together and see it from somebody else's perspective, like, if you really care about him. Because, listen, I don't want to be the person that's all, like, positive poly and says that, like, just because nope. you care about somebody and they crap all over you in a very big way, and that's what it felt like. I'm not saying that's what it was, but at the time that you – just take that because Lord knows I've done that too. But I weighed out the checks and balances there. Like I was just like, okay, we had all of these honest, ridiculously beautiful moments. And I was like, Brett was never a person that was afraid to tell me about myself, like to check me in harsh mm-hmm. ways sometimes. Yeah. And I'd be like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> but for me to let somebody do that, there's probably about, there's three people in this universe that have ever done that. No lie. Yeah. That's my best friend, Casey, who's known me since I'm 19 years old. Brett and my husband. No lie. That's really weird to say. That's really weird to say. It's crazy. But all, and then at the same time, like you can't run from those conversations either. Yeah. Like I never like, you know, like for me, I could have had a really challenging conversation from you and then avoided you on the resort and then never reached back out. But like right. still no, you were I didn't great. run from, I knew you were yeah. hurt, gave you time to breathe, but then yeah. also still came back around. Like I knew like most people just avoid uncomfortableness. Like it was uncomfortable and confrontation, but I was like, no, I'm going to reach back out to Riley and, and pick up the pieces of this friendship. So like, but that's how you to grow. the point, yeah. that's how you grow. That's how real growth happens is you can't be afraid to have really challenging conversations. You can't be afraid to, um, to let somebody have it and air out your grievances. And then you, and then you allow for understanding and forgiveness and you listen to each other when, after you give each other space and that's how you maintain friendship after you uninvite someone to your wedding and you <laughs> let them listen and then tell them, Hey, and then tell them, Hey, I need, not only can you not go to the wedding, but then listen to me get married. That's how you survive. That. I mean, that was my fault that I was there. It's just like, it, I mean, and I know, like, I don't even know who this person was, but he was at the bar after the wedding. And I was like, okay, the wedding is over. I'm just gonna be at the bar. I'm getting drunk. It was like, before we were leaving, it was after I had that escapade with the Englishman and uh, somebody was sitting there and he was one of your guests and he was giving me the death stare. I don't know his name. <laughs> I'll describe him to you later, but I was just like, stop looking at me, brah. Like I was drunk and I was like, stop, like don't start shit. I didn't. I literally in my head was just like, bitch. I, I, I was, I behaved, but I am very proud of the way that things have evolved because in life, throwing away those OG people is really stupid. Honestly. Oh yeah. Because I, I don't like, 
I like people, but I don't like bringing new people. Here's here's what I'm what I'm going for. You never have a new chance to make old friends. Hmm. Like the that's people, an interesting saying, yeah. Right, like the people that know me and know my story and know the ins and outs and know little girl Riley that could that was drunk at Music Midtown with the red hair versus the mother of two and wife that she is now. Same thing with you. Like I met you, Brett, so green. So like, yeah. even though you're still the same person in so many damn ways, like you're still a go-getter. You still thrive in adversity. You still, if you say you're going to do something, you will do it. Yeah. You're still a protector of Katie. You're a father now. You're still that person. But I definitely think you have opened your eyes a little bit more. Like, and I didn't even think I would say that about you because I didn't think you needed eye opening at the time. But I think through your own experiences, you've realized maybe some of the things we'll just say about me because we're talking to me that you're like, oh, well, maybe that was different than I had originally thought. hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, my mom used to have the saying too, that like you have a handful of people that you can trust in your life. You only meet a handful of them. Like you can hold them in your hand, count them on your fingers. And it's mm-hmm. true. Like I do think there's, there's very few people that you can actually trust and when something goes wrong and those people are like, like you talked about in your inner circle, in your heart mm-hmm. and something goes wrong with them. Sometimes you have to go, okay, well, I, they're in my inner circle. I do trust them. They're part of that. Why were they part of that? And and how do I repair that relationship mm-hmm. instead of just cutting those people out of your life forever? Yeah. I mean, like I, if like, if you've listened to this really Riley podcast, I've talked about like cutting off toxic relationships, even with some family before. So sure. By all means, I am not saying this rosy posy BS that like just because they're in your inner circle that like you should always give them a pass. I don't believe in that. Good point. But for me, if this this one this one sucked. This was this was a little catastrophic for our friendship. Let's just say that. But I also think, had we not been in different cities, had we not split and everybody went their own way, I think it would have come back faster than it did. Hmm. Good point. But it was never a situation where I looked at your like profile or you would send me a text or that I would be like, ugh, it wasn't yeah. that. Like I remember when Katie posted about Theodore, your son, I teared up. No fucking I did. Like Marshall's like, what's the matter with you? And I'm like, but I'm having a baby. You know, <laughs> just because, because I just knew that you had, had like come so full circle and that was something that like you and Katie had wanted for a while. And I was proud of you. I am proud of you now. And I think I'm very proud of us because damn, most people don't have these conversations. Most people don't visit these, these moments in life and they sure as hell don't do it with a bunch of listeners behind them. Right. Microphone. (laughs) Most people avoid them at all costs. And then we decided to have them and then have them with a microphone. Um, But I also think that's what friendship is. You can't be afraid of them. And that's a true testament of friendship. And it just a sh- it shows you that like, if you really truly are friends with someone, if someone's listening and, and going through like a hard time with a friend, you can and will overcome them if you're meant to overcome them. And 100%. we did overcome them. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just, you have the conversation, just try. I mean, give it at least that, give it, give it a chance because real relationships are literally a hundred or one, one in a million and magical ones like Brett and I have to where it's, a really big amount of respect and love and history. They, they don't come along very often. So if you got one of those, quit being up your own behind and go have <laughs> the conversation, please. Well, you guys, I hope that you really enjoyed this one. Brett, I would love to have you back because I know you got some stories. And I think yeah, I would love can... to have your opinion on a few things. 
especially okay. some things that I do with like my relationships now that you would laugh. All right. You'd be I like, love that. Let yeah. me talk to Marshall. <laughs> That's funny. Okay, I'm in. Lord, help me. What have I just done to myself? Okay. You guys, um, <laughs> if you want to follow Brett, what's um, your handles on social, Brett? At Brett Mega on air. M-E-G-A. Um, and then you guys that haven't followed me yet, R-I-L-E-Y-C-O-U-T-U-R-E. That's Instagram, Facebook, and Riley Couture 5 is TikTok. No, Riley Couture 5 is Twitter because some asshat stole mailed one. And then uh, TikTok is Riley Couture 7. Um, Brett, it has been a pleasure. I've missed you like, whoa, let's do it again. Yes, for sure. And I'm you- proud of you. Look at you, mother of two. Stop. Badass rocket it. Nothing stopping you. Like, And that's one thing I'll say this. Like, Given the time that we recorded this, old Riley would have felt so pitiful Ask why me when shit went down and you're unemployed. Instead, you're saying, fuck it. I'm going to take it and run with it. And I'm doing my own thing and nothing's going to stop me. And every conversation I've had with you, because you texted me right when shit went down. And every conversation I had with you has been nothing but positivity saying, don't care. I'm moving forward and I got this and I'm living my, I'm not just putting it as a hashtag on Instagram. I'm actually doing it. And so it's pretty badass. You, you would have been devastated and wouldn't have moved from your couch um, <laughs> and back in the day she was with happy, a bottle right? of wine, with, with, with a bottle of wine. Now, no wine. <laughs> gym. And gym. you're at the gym picking up barbells and, and juggling kids and your ass is off the couch and you're making shit happen. Always. And starting Etsy shops and and vision board classes. Look at you. I mean, you're just doing shit. So that's what, you know, that's what it's all about yes. is not letting you know, anyone cho- like create your happiness, your, your people around you, your space, you, you, that's what I meant when I said, choose happiness. You get to choose who you give your time and energy to and you're, and you're, and you're killing it. So good job. You guys, you see what I mean? That advice was no bullshit. And like I said, <laughs> most people can't tell me that, that I'll just take it, but I'm not going to cry <laughs> in your ear hole anymore because that one just got me. I love you, Bet. We will do this again. And you guys, yes. thank you so, 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 so much for listening. It's really Riley. <laughs>